Christ is risen. Messiaka. Christos Anesti. First, I wish all of the mothers in our community a blessed Mother's Day, and we take this opportunity to give thanks to all of our mothers who have raised us and who have raised the children of this parish. As you know the work of a mother, especially if you're a mother, you know the work of a mother is unending. From the moment of conception until our own death, we take care of our children. We watch over them, we worry about them, we pray for them. And so on behalf of all of us in this community, we give thanks to the mothers for the beautiful job that they have done in raising up the children of this parish, many of whom are us, right? We are the children of our mothers. So let us give thanks this day. We also take this opportunity since today we commemorate St. Joseph of Arimathea to take a moment at the end of this liturgy to uh, sing a many years for His Eminence Metropolitan Joseph, our Chief Shepherd and our Archbishop of New York and Metropolitan of the United States and Canada, whose name day is today. So on behalf of this entire community, we wish him a very blessed and peaceful and prosperous name day. We heard in today's epistle reading these beautiful words from St. John. We heard these words about what he is sharing with us and why we ought to believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. You know, you and I are called to have faith, but not a blind faith. We are not called to believe something just because someone else said, but rather we are called because other great eyewitnesses who are trustworthy, have seen with their own eyes. And we hear this in today's Gospel reading. Let's turn back to that epistle that was read a few moments ago. St. John writes, that which was from the beginning, and here he's referring to God, that which was from the beginning, God himself, the very one who created this entire cosmos, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and which we have touched with our own hands concerning the word of life, meaning Jesus Christ, the divine Logos, the Son of the living God, the very one when God said, let there be an earth, let the stars come forth, let the earth be, let there be light, and all of those things that God himself commanded in creating this world and cosmos was done through the divine Logos, the word of the living God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. And so here John is referring to God himself having become one of us and the apostles proclaiming that they have seen with their own eyes and not only with their own eyes, but with their own hands. They touched him, they sat with him, they ate with him, both before the resurrection and after the resurrection. And he goes on to say, the life was made manifest and we saw it. God had become man 
and they saw it with their own eyes. And we testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. Again, John is proclaiming that the very one who was in the bosom of the Father, the very one who was begotten by the Father himself from all eternity, has been seen by them and has dwelt among them. And he goes on to say, that which we have seen and we have heard, we proclaim also to you. Not simply something that they wrote about someone, but rather the very events which they have seen with their own eyes and have heard with their own ears, they proclaim to us. And he goes on to say, that which we have seen and we have heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us. This fellowship is very important. And in fact, in the funeral gospel, it refers precisely to this fellowship. Jesus Christ says that eternal life is that you know God the Father and He whom He sent, meaning Jesus Christ. And he, John goes on to say that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Because without this fellowship, we have no place in God. Without this fellowship, we have no eternal life. Without this knowing God Himself, without being able to witness with our own eyes and our own ears and being able to proclaim with our own mouth, we have no salvation. And John reminds us that God has made Himself known to us. And therefore, if we believe in God the Father and Jesus Christ whom He sent, we have fellowship with those who have gone before us, including our mothers and foremothers who had deep faith, those who have gone before us, and the apostles, that we have fellowship with them. We are one with them. And in fact, in becoming one with them and bearing witness to the same risen Christ, we have fellowship with God Himself, with the Father and with the Son, and ultimately with the Holy Spirit with whom we were sealed at our baptism. And he goes on and he says, and we are writing this that our joy may be complete. Every mother knows, as every father knows, that the greatest gift that we can give our children is to pass our faith on down to them that they might gain eternal life and be with God for all eternity. And so this is how our joy is complete. And this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. The apostles proclaimed to us what God himself has proclaimed to them, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And in fact, that is the great wonder of Christ's descent into Hades. Hades is where all the dead before the resurrection of Christ went. It was known as the place of darkness, or the pit, or the place of the dead where God was not. But when Jesus Christ was crucified upon the cross and died on that cross, he descended into Hades. And because he is the author of life, 
And because He is the light Himself, because He is light, He filled that place of darkness with light. And because He is the author of life, He filled it with life. And Hades is no more. Its sting is gone. The entrapment and enslavement of death has been abolished through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And John goes on to write, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie, and we do not live according to the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, and as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. When we were immersed into that baptismal font, we were raised as sons and daughters of God, as children of the light. It's not simply a title. It's not simply a name. Christians are known as children of the light because we have God in ourselves, because we walk in His way, which is the light, because we walk in newness of life, because we walk with a deep conviction of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so John testifies to us that he passes on down to us the faith that was given to us by God himself. And our faith is the true faith of the living God. And we ought to take great pride, not in the worldly sense, but pride in the sense of treasuring what God has given to us is something very sacred and very blessed. And we give thanks to God this day for this great gift. We commemorate today the myrrh-bearing women because they were the very first ones to witness the resurrection. You heard in the gospel today how they went to that tomb early in the morning wondering at how they were going to roll away the great stone that was at the face of that tomb. And when they got there, they found the stole had been rolled away. And they were in fear that the body had been stolen. And they go into that tomb and they see that it is empty, but they see the grave clothes still there. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And you know from the gospel that it is an angel. They see him in dazzling apparel and they are frightened. When one sees an angel, it is not a light matter. But the angel says to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. And we commemorate those women today because they were eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Christ and that proclamation. And they themselves bore witness to the apostles of what the angel proclaimed to them. And they ran to Peter and the other disciples to tell them what had happened. And even they doubted. They thought maybe these were frantic women who had lost their minds. But they ran to the tombs themselves, to the tomb themselves, and they saw indeed the tomb was empty, and they saw the grave clothes of which Christ was wrapped in laying on the stone by themselves. But most importantly, the women and the disciples saw the risen Lord themselves. And you remember from last week's gospel that Christ said, touch and see that I am not a ghost. And he sat with them and he ate and he broke bread with them. 
and show them that indeed he was risen from the dead. And I will end the sermon today with a reading from the Synaxes to remind us of why we celebrate this beautiful and glorious day. The women went to Christ's tomb on Holy Pascha to anoint his body only to discover it empty. We know the names of only eight of these women. Mary the Theotokos, and Mary would not have been a stranger to angels because the angels have appeared to Mary before. And Mary herself is an eyewitness that it was an angel in the tomb who proclaimed that Christ was resurrected from the dead. And then it goes on to say, and Mary Magdalene and Mary the wife of Cleopas, Joanna the wife of Hudza, Salome the mother of the sons of Zebedee, Susanna and Mary and Martha the sisters of Lazarus were the women who were there along with Joseph of Arimathea. And the, all of them have proclaimed to us the beautiful good news of this day. But our Lord appeared to many while he was still on earth before his ascension. Let us give thanks this day to God for the eyewitnesses of the women, the myrrh-bearing women whom we proclaim today, of the apostles who have proclaimed this truth to us, and all of the eyewitnesses who from every generation throughout history since the resurrection have proclaimed the truth of the resurrection to us. May God bless you and may he be with you. Christ is risen. Amasiaka. Christos Sanesti. Amen.